0: When is the best time to visit Ireland? I'm going to give you that answer, plus tips for visiting any time of the year in today's podcast. and thank you so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Irish Car Rentals, where you will find an unbeatable quote on car rental for your Ireland vacation. Don't forget to use code IFV for Ireland family vacations in the promotion box to save an extra 10%. If you're in the beginning stages of planning your Ireland vacation, the first question you ask yourself is, when should I go? And I am just going to tell you, I don't think that there is a bad time to visit Ireland. We have been in the rainy spring, we've been in the brisk and clear chilly November, we've been during the high seasons of June and July, and the shoulder seasons um, of May, September, and October. And one of my very favorite trips to Ireland actually took place in January. So to be very honest, any time you can go to Ireland is a good time to go. But I understand that planning your trip to Ireland is really dependent on two things, your own schedule and the experiences that you want to have. So we're going to run through actually month by month, the best time to go to Ireland and what you can expect. Now, I'm going to just start with a disclaimer that my favorite month to visit Ireland is September. It's not as busy as summer, and the weather is still quite good. The prices are starting to drop a little bit after that high season on both flights and accommodation, so it can be just a little bit more affordable. I realize that if you're traveling with kids, September is not an ideal time to visit, so let's break down month by month Traveling in Ireland and what you can expect So we're going to start at the beginning of the year with January and I think January is a perfect time for a city break Prices for everything from airfare to accommodation is less crowds are minimal and in the cities Most attraction and tours are open year-round So you're able to really enjoy everything that you've come for now the shorter hours and the shorter days do mean longer nights, and that's great in the city because you're going to find that the pubs are really, really hopping. You're going to find great music and great crack, but it's probably not the best time to tour Ireland with children. So keep that in mind when planning January. Before you think that it's going to be absolutely freezing cold, do remember that Ireland has a really temperate climate, so even the coldest days don't often dip below freezing. So if you're from the Midwest like I am, Ireland is a beautiful break in January when you want to escape those bitter, bitter temperatures. Now, February is the cheapest month to fly to Ireland historically, and in my experience, it also has the harshest weather of any month as the country transitions from winter to spring. So if you do travel in February, make sure that you are watching the weather and prepared for anything. Again, it's a great month for city breaks and possibly some day trips outside the city. Irish tourism gets a boost in March due to St. Patrick's Day. My recommendation, stay out of Dublin City. It is a madhouse, but if you do go, just be really prepared. Um, Temple Bar especially is standing room only, and I, I prefer to stay outside of that. But either way, you'll find many rural areas beginning their tourism season around this time if they've been closed over the winter. And some may operate on shorter hours and limited days until the busier summer season. So if traveling in March, be sure to check all the attractions that you want to visit to check their hours and make sure they're open. So April is going to have a little lull in Taurus as the St. Patrick's Day revelers have departed and the busier travel season hasn't begun yet. Most tourism sites and attractions are open in April and ready for visitors, but hours still may be limited to specific days of the week or shorter durations. So again, be sure to check the opening and closing times on those places you want to visit. Getting into May, you have entered shoulder season and tourism begins its rise into summer. Temperatures are more consistent beginning in May, with highs in the mid-60s and the longer days allow more time for exploration. June it's the busy summer season. Um, school ends in America and families begin their travel, so tourism picks up, but it still isn't as busy as it will be later in the summer. You're going to find the streets in Dublin and Galway are filling with crowds. Prices are also beginning to rise. so. If you're planning to go in June, go earlier rather than later if you can, and start shopping on those prices probably in February and March for your airfare, your accommodations, and your car rental. June weather can be really pleasant. There is always the possibility, though, of cold rain and whipping winds. Ireland is famous for four seasons in one day, and we actually experienced that in June, Last year on the Causeway Coast, we started with a clear but kind of chilly day. Uh, The rain rolled in, we had hail. I think we even actually had a few little snow flurries when we were were across the Caracareed Rope Bridge. It was bitter cold, very wet, (laughs) and uh, yeah, so just be prepared even in June for any type of weather. July and August are the high season of Irish tourism. School is out across Europe, and this is when most families tend to visit Ireland. The most popular destinations across the country will be busy. Lines at these attractions can be long. Book as much in advance as possible. Not only accommodations and car rental, but even attractions. The Kilmainham Jail in Dublin sells out every day. Um, the Book of Kells, the lines can be two and three hours long to get in if you haven't pre-booked. Caracareed, Rope Bridge, New Grange. both of those have grown in popularity and you need to pre-book your tickets. So anything that will allow you to pre-book online, even the Cliffs of Moher, will allow you to pre-book online now for a specific time so they can manage tourism book as much online as you can especially in the high season of July and August. Now remember that even though these are the nicest months on average in Ireland, the temperature doesn't usually get above 70 degrees. Ireland is very temperate. They don't have super high highs or super low lows. So again pack accordingly. Don't forget a jacket. You might still want some mittens in the morning. So Check my clothing list. It is in the show notes. Now, September. As I said about September, it is my favorite month to visit Ireland. The crowds have gone down a little bit. The days are still long. And I have always had great weather in September. All attractions are still open and you're still going to be able to enjoy the beautiful gardens and the bright flowers as the country kind of sets into fall now october is the beginning of the end of shoulder season in ireland as you go into fall the cooler days are still a terrific time to visit they're getting a wee bit shorter temperatures are going to average i don't know around the mid-50s and you're seeing the harvest you're seeing the turn of the seasons things become a bit more golden you're going to find loads and loads of festivals fall harvest festivals coming up in october and then you have Samhain, um, October 31st, Halloween. The Feast of Samhain is a traditional Celtic holiday. Actually, the end of the Celtic year, so it's kind of like New Year's Eve. Halloween is an amazing time to visit Ireland if you can. It's I don't know. It's it's kind of a big party. Like I said, it was the end of the Celtic, the Celtic calendar, and you're kind of putting the land to bed. So. If you can visit over halloween i highly highly recommend it now november actually we have visited a few times in november the days are shorter the air's a little bit more crisp but beyond that i have had terrific weather in november you're still seeing most tourism attractions except for the ones that are very rural and very small still running in november And as the evenings grow a little bit longer, a warm fire in a welcoming pub is a great way to spend the evening. And then we're into December. In late November, Christmas markets begin to pop up. And so by the time you hit December, you're finding Christmas festivals and holiday markets around the country. City breaks are terrific in December. Shops and streets are decked out in twinkling lights. The windows are all lit up and it's really just a fun time to be wandering and window shopping. Weather in December begins its chilly wet slide into winter, so remember good warm layers, waterproof boots are a must, and good woolens. Pick those up when you get to Ireland, that great woolen hat and gloves. Remember that many attractions, small guest houses, and even restaurants will close during Christmas week. So if you do plan to visit over Christmas and into the new year, do your research and plan accordingly. Now, as far as flights go, you will see flights to Ireland rising again around the holiday season as expats head home to celebrate. So keep that in mind. If you plan to travel over the Christmas holidays, do book those early august september now if you're looking area specific to visit ireland we are going to cover that just a little bit now visiting dublin or a city break october december january basically that winter the winter time is a great time for a city break especially dublin you're going to find fewer crowds along grafton street outside of the christmas holiday um In Temple bar or filling the museums and the historic buildings Most Dublin sites are open year-round So you shouldn't have any issues with seeing the attractions that you want to see and again the flights and Accommodation costs are going to be lower leaving you more money for fun and souvenirs The pubs are really great crack. So January winter great time to visit Dublin If you're traveling with kids, don't miss the Dublin Zoo. We actually went in November and we followed the the feeder, the the person who was feeding the animals around. And it was a great time because there was nobody else there and the animals were really, really active. Now, if you're a fan of James Joyce, be sure to plan your time in Dublin to coincide with Bloomsday on June 16th, which is when devotees of Ulysses take to the streets to recreate character events from the book and you will want a period costume. It's good crack. Now, if you're visiting the sunny south of Ireland, so anything kind of between that invisible line between Galway and Dublin, I would say you have a fall-like feel well into November. Um, The Gulf Stream helps keep that part of Ireland really temperate, and it's a great place to visit after the crowds have diminished because it is really, really popular. You'll find most tourism sites open year-round. Some amenities, however, can close during the winter and fall. Um, The most popular destinations are in this area, so the Cliffs of Moher, the Rock of Cashel, Funrady Castle, the Ring of Kerry. All of those do continue operating through that fall and into the early winter season. So that is a great time, in my opinion, to visit that sunny south. Now, if you're visiting the West and Central Ireland, Ireland, including the Aran Islands, or you're looking for a boat ride out um, beneath the Cliffs of Moher, you need to time your visit as the boats are only open part of the year due to water conditions. So they don't carry tourists in rough weather. So late shoulder season or high season, late May through uh, September, late September, sometimes into early October, you're going to plan to visit that if you have any water activities planned for your trip. Outside of Galway, uh, visitors to the region tend toward outdoor activities like hiking and cycling and visiting the coast. So the shoulder seasons in through the middle, so May to October, great time to visit the West. Now, if you're looking for Northern Ireland and Donegal, they've become more popular and are increasing in popularity, of course, due to Game of Thrones and Titanic Belfast. So during the high season, there are there are a lot of tourists now. My personal recommendation for that area is the shoulder season months of May, June, September, and October. The weather is still going to be as nice as you'll find anywhere in Ireland, but because you're in the shoulder season, the crowds will be a bit less. That was a lot of information, wasn't it? When in doubt, go back to my very first statement of any time is a good time to visit Ireland. But of course, you can visit the show notes and run through all the information that I've just shared. Now, if you've figured out when you're going to Ireland but you have no idea how to begin planning, I've got you covered. Ireland Family Vacation has free itineraries for your Ireland vacation. You will find Great tips, and they include car rental information, money-saving tips, lodging recommendations, and so much more. The itineraries that are currently available are the Southwest Sampler, which is a week-long itinerary perfect for your first trip to Ireland. It has some of Ireland's must-see sites, including the Dingle Peninsula, the Ring of Kerry, the Rock of Cashel, Bunratty Castle and Folk Park, and the Cliffs of Moher. This itinerary does begin and end at shannon airport but it can be changed to work with dublin as well the second itinerary available is called seven castles in seven days and this also includes some of ireland's most incredible sites and amazing castles you're going to see malahide castle blarney castle king john's castle and bunratty castle and folk park as well as recommended castle hotels and a private castle that you can rent. You're also going to discover other attractions to visit and handy tips to make the most of your time in Dublin. This itinerary is seven days, but it has options extending it from 10 days up to two weeks. And as always, includes the car rental information, money saving tips, and airport tips. This itinerary begins in Dublin and ends in Shannon, but can be switched to begin and end at either airport. There's also a two-week Ireland road trip. This is more of an adventure itinerary, and it's built with active travelers in mind. It's filled with activities, attractions, and lodging for all budgets. You are going to find some of Ireland's most well-known sites, including Glendalough, the Rock of Cashel, Blarney Castle, Ring of Kerry, and Cliffs of Moher, as well as sites that many tourists miss, like Kilkenny City. Care Castle, West Cork, and the beautiful Sheepshead Peninsula. And finally, we have the Ulster Overview. This is Northern Ireland and Donegal, and the itinerary begins and ends in Dublin. This is a fast-moving itinerary that goes through Ireland's northernmost counties, and it includes sites like Titanic Belfast, the Giant's Causeway, the Dark Hedges, and Sleevely Cliffs. You're going to also learn about places that a lot of people miss, like St. George's Market, a guided tour of Derry, the Inishowen Peninsula, and the Fermanagh Lakelands. This itinerary on the way back to Dublin also takes you through historic County Meath. So it's a really, really great itinerary if you want a good taste of the North and the Republic, but you're not going south. So those are the four itineraries. You will find a link to those in the show notes. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me, Jody at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast host. Your reviews help more people find this podcast. Thanks again so much for listening, and until next time, Sláinte!